Emily Freeman is a dating and love coach who empowers driven men to go from confused to confident in their love lives. What sort of guidelines or insights could you offer these men to create a successful approach? What state of mind are you in before approaching her, whether it be online or in person? Because if you are questioning if she's going to like you, if you're worried about getting rejected, if you are more concerned with her response versus going after what you want, you're going to get stuck in your head and you're not going to be able to be as free flowing, as flirtatious, as witty as you would normally be if you were more comfortable. So this requires you to get out of your head and into your body. She has successfully helped dozens of CEOs, physicians, entrepreneurs and high performing executives and professionals to unblock limiting beliefs around dating and step into their most empowered selves and get the woman off their dreams. Emily, as a dating coach, I think one of the things that is crucial for men, we speak to men here about initiating a, a conversation that could transpire onto a brand new relationship is that first approach. And at the moment, most, I'd say 99% of those first approaches are happening online. Yeah. What sort of guidelines or insights could you offer these men to create a successful approach mm. for a woman? Sure. So before I go into the different ways to approach, the first thing that you want to consider and really think about is your energy, right? So what state of mind are you in before approaching her, whether it be online or in person? Because if you are questioning if she's going to like you, if you're worried about getting rejected, if you are more concerned with her response versus going after what you want, you're going to get stuck in your head. And you're not going to be able to be as free flowing, as flirtatious, as witty as you would normally be if you were more comfortable. So this requires you to get out of your head and into your body, which for a lot of men can feel a little bit confusing because you're really um, taught and, and programmed to be analytical, right? That is the masculine, the masculine energy. So for any core masculine men, it can be a little bit confusing to understand, wait, so I'm not supposed to think about what to say, I'm supposed to just say it. But I always give the um, the example of like, when a comedian is on stage, they're not thinking about the joke, they're feeling into the joke, right? So it really is that gut impulse, that first thing that you're thinking about. And so when it comes to approaching, if you are stuck in your head around it, what I always tell my clients to do is to think about shooting from the hip. So what's the first thing that you want to say to her? Now, sometimes it's not always appropriate, right? And so we got to scale it back a little bit, but it's important to get in touch with, okay, what is it that you actually want to say? And now why is it that you're not saying it? Is it truly because maybe it wouldn't put you in the best light or you don't feel like it's appropriate for not knowing each other? Or, um, you know, is it that you aren't trusting your initial gut instinct either. So when approaching a woman, it is so important to get in touch with that initial gut instinct because what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to feel into her profile or even feel into her energy in person. And so when you're looking at a woman's profile online, it's important to look at, okay, 
what is what is she really all about, right? What it, what are the underlying sort of feelings that I'm getting from looking at her pictures, from reading her prompts? Um, and you want to make sure that what you're saying isn't a paragraph, and it's also not just "Hey, how's it going," um, but that it, it has some sort of um, personalization to it with her. And the same thing can be true in person. You know, instead of saying, you know, hey, how's it how's it going today? You can walk up to her and be like, you can really pull off those boots, right? Which may or may not go over. She's like, wait, are you interested in me? Um, so, you know, but it is something that you're noticing the small details. I think it's also important, especially online. In person, it's, it's so let's start with online because online, you can be a little bit more bold with what you want to say. Because you both know that you are there to date, right? The intention is already clear. So you have some more leeway to be flirtatious, to have some banter, right? I had a client who was looking at a woman who um, she had this picture of her in um, on a catwalk. And, and he, you know, was going to say something asking her about why she was on it. And I was like, why don't you say like, wow, you really like can work that catwalk. Like you look great in blue or something like that. And to him, it was like, wait, I can actually say something like that. And you can, you absolutely can, because women are going to, if she's attracted to you, right, first and foremost. So if she does match with you, she's saying she's attracted to what she's seen so far. It shows a little bit of boldness. It shows that you're willing to put yourself out there and she does take it as a compliment, right? So women are putting up photos that they do feel good in. And when you notice that she feels good in her skin and that she's owning her energy, right? It's not, oh man, like you look beautiful on that catwalk. It's, you can really work it, right? Two different energies. So I know I'm diving into a lot right now. I hope people are taking notes. It's all good. It's <laughs> um, all gold. But yeah, in person, you really want it to to just feel organic. And the way to allow it to feel organic is to remember you're still qualifying her. You're not walking up to her already knowing you're going to get her number. You're walking up to her to see if you actually want to, right? Her beauty, her presence caught your attention. And when you're going up to her, you want to actually get information from her to know if she's actually available and single, to see what it feels like to talk to her, if she's warm, if she's open, for you to decide if you actually want to ask for her number or not. So by already like taking away the expectation that this is an approach, you can go up to her and and be able to say like, okay, we're on the same playing field and we're both getting to know each other right now. And, you know, usually before you approach a woman, it can always be great to do a little setup, right? Where you see if she'll catch your eye, contact back, maybe she'll smile back at you. And if she is already doing those things, then you know that she's also attracted to you and interested in you. So then you are going up to her to say, okay, let's see if we actually want to have conversation an elongated conversation together um that doesn't mean you have to sit there and talk to her for 10 minutes especially if you're busy like you're on your way to somewhere or she's on her way somewhere let's say it's a coffee shop in the morning but you want to just give it a little bit of you know back and forth to then decide hey you know i'm in a hurry right now i'm so sorry to cut us short i would love to continue this conversation and i get your number nice yeah you set it up for the next conversation for the next date so the next engagement and yeah, that you just highlighted something there in terms of the approach of the woman. For a lot of men, the woman is on a pedestal 
and they're trying to get her instead of mm-hmm. having the perception that this woman would be lucky to have me in her life. Maybe that's mm. a bit too bold, but <laughs> that. But that's, it's true. You're both lucky if you find each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that's what I find for a lot of men who struggle to talk to women. I had a question about that on my Instagram stories over the over the weekend, and that was my sort of response that he's placing this woman on a pedestal or placing women on pedestals instead of seeing them as look you're you're wonderful human beings all women (laughs) but Mm -hmm. they're also a human being who's got emotions Mm -hmm. feelings uh, who wants to receive love and affection and attention and you can meet her on that level as opposed to trying to meet her on some fantasy level that you have her on that it's Mm -hmm. almost like a huge achievement for you to get anywhere near her. So, and it creates a massive struggle in terms of actually being able to engage with the woman and then you're overthinking it. You're thinking, oh, what do I need to say? How do I need to approach this? Um, and of course, as you said, you get stuck in your head. I think that's very useful advice there in terms of um, feeling instead of thinking and mm-hmm. paying attention to the woman, uh, as you mentioned there, mm-hmm. but the catwalk that He's actually paid attention to her photo. He's actually looked at her instead of just swiping and, and then send her a message of, oh, hey, sexy, how's it going? Right. So it's something very different, something very unique, and that's obviously going to catch her attention as well. Um, a very different message from somebody who's actually looked at her profile as opposed to someone's just swiped and sent a message. Mm-hmm. It sort of differentiates you from the rest of them because chances are 99% of the other guys are just sending her a message of hey sexy hey beautiful how's it going so right. separate you from the crowd which gives you a better chance of pursuing a relationship or a date with her so mm-hmm. then if we were to take it to the next stage in terms of a dating scenario what be so, what would be some of the guidelines that you would offer the men when it comes to that first date which is so crucial just like perhaps the first uh, engagement you would have with somebody how that sort of becomes ingrained in your head as uh mm-hmm. As, as a thorough experience in terms of who this person is as you move mm-hmm. through life and engage with them in the future, that first date is extremely important. So what's some of the guidelines that you would give the, give to the guys when, when they're going on this first date? Mm-hmm. So a couple of do's for first date is to remember to lead the process through the first date. So it's not to say that women don't have their own opinions or can't make their own decisions. But when a man shows up and and leads the date and has it all set out, that allows her to not have to think about those things. And so what it does is it puts her more in her feminine energy. So I spoke about this really briefly before, but we all have masculine and feminine energies within us. The masculine, right, is that thinking, the analyzing, the doing. The feminine is the nurturing, the playful, the intuitive, the creative. It's actually where you flirt, right? Is in the feminine, right? Getting into your body. And so when she is not having to decide what restaurant to go to or to decide which table to sit at, it's not to say that she wouldn't be able to do that. More so when it's already taken care of, one, it shows your leadership capabilities in a relationship your ability to make decisions and your confidence and trust in yourself to make them. And then it also allows her to just enjoy getting to know you. 
right? So it takes some of the pressure off of her shoulders as well, too. And so really important to think about, okay, setting up the time, where are you going, right? And, and allowing her a couple of days to know where you're going, if you can, because women in general, not every single woman, but a lot of women like to know that the date is actually going to happen and where they're going to go. You know, there's, we have a lot of different outfits to choose from. <laughs> At least I did. Um, and so, you know, it is, it is fun to anticipate the date and to also know that there's some thought being put into it, right? That the man is actually thinking through it and going, what would be fun for us to do together? Another thing to think about is what type of first date is fun for you? Because if you're trying to guess exactly the type of first date that she wants, <laughs> you're going to drive yourself nuts and you're going to put way too much pressure on yourself and you're going to start overthinking it because you don't know her yet. You literally just met her. You may have not even met her in person if you met online. So you definitely want to live from your desires. One, this shows that you prioritize yourself and you have strong boundaries. And two, you actually get to see if you guys share a common interest in a sense, right? Does she like to do something more casual? Does she like to do something more upscale? Like, what do you like? And then attract a woman that's also going to enjoy and or appreciate what you enjoy as well, too. Especially if you are doing the planning, it is okay to have that desire to also enjoy the date and do something you enjoy. Now, the other thing to think about through this is low investment first date, especially if you've met online, you haven't had a conversation with this person. You know, you may have had a few back and forth. You've seen some pictures of her. Maybe you even followed each other on Instagram. You still don't know what it's going to feel like to be on that date. You don't know what it's going to, how it's going to go. So especially if it's from a dating app, you want to think of it as just the first meeting. Yes. Is there romantic intent? Absolutely. Take the pressure off of yourself. Keep it to under 90 minutes. Enjoy yourself. Have it be something that's casual, like a cup of coffee, some drinks, you know, like go and watch the sunset somewhere if, if it's warm enough out um, or bundle up and do it. Um, get out in nature, you know, do something that is low investment and also in public, right? Most women are going to be way more comfortable meeting you somewhere where they know there's going to be other people, especially if they've met you online. Now, a couple of things on the date is you want to ask thoughtful questions, but you don't want to make it an interview. Mm -hmm. So you want to give her the opportunity to feel seen and heard. So this looks like active listening, repeating back some of the things that she told you, asking her even deeper questions based on what she told you. And you also want to talk about yourself and have it come back to you. So let's say she's talking all about herself and she's not asking you any questions back. Instead of asking her another question, elaborate on what she said, but about how you relate to it. If you can't relate to it, tell her oh my gosh, I can't relate to that at all. I've actually done X, Y, and Z, or you wouldn't believe that I did this, right? You're opening up about yourself. So when you open up about yourself, she relaxes and she feels good about opening up herself as well too. This doesn't mean you need to air all of your dating history or what scares you at night or anything like that, right? You can be vulnerable by simply just talking and sharing about your experiences. And these can be at any level of depth. But on the first date, you don't need to get to a level of depth. This is somebody you want to make sure you can trust to open up to, 
right? Someone who's emotionally available is open about their experiences, but they're discerning about who they share them with. And you are still qualifying her to make sure she's a safe space to be able to receive all those pieces of you. And she does the same. So those are some things to remember around the first date. I think it's also important to recognize that if you're romantically interested in her, you should treat her like you're romantically interested in her, right? That's what turns some just dinner with a friend into a date is a little bit of appropriate physical touch, some flirtatious banter, um, you know, make eye contact, giving her a little tease or a hard time about something. Um, and then if it is appropriate, you know, potentially at the end of the date, if you want to try to give her a first kiss, um, you know, definitely you want to read into that a little bit and see if it seems like the right time. I do want to caveat that, guys. Just because she doesn't kiss you on the first date does not mean she's not interested. In fact, she might not kiss you because she is interested and sees this as potentially going somewhere and wants to make sure that she's emotionally regulated herself, right? Um, with physical intimacy, women and men can respond in different ways, but generally women can become more, um, their, their emotions get greater when they have physical intimacy. So just because she doesn't kiss you or engage in any sort of physical contact aside from like letting you maybe put your arm around her, or hold her hand or just touch her hand over the table, whatever it is, or put your hand on, you know, her arm while you're talking. If she doesn't kiss you, it's not an indication. In fact, I know it's confusing, but sometimes women can kiss you at the end of the date and also not want a second date. You, <laughs> you like, women are just I just opened a can of, I just opened a can of worms. <laughs> but I think a lot of men do measure a woman's level of interest based on her level of physical intimacy with them. And that's just not, um, it's just not always the case when it comes to women. She can be super into you and not kiss you on the first date. How do you know it's okay to initiate the romantic gestures mm, or some, mm -hmm. what are some of the signs or signals you should look sure. at? For? Yeah. So, you know, definitely throughout the date, if she, becomes more and more flirtatious, or she's holding longer eye contact with you. Um, you know, she may actually initiate physical touch with you as well, too. She might touch your arm when she's talking to you. She might talk about how much fun she's having with you. Those are all indications she's having a good time. At the end of the night, if she wants to kiss you, she will likely hold eye contact a little bit longer with you in that moment. Um, you know, she'll be smiling, she'll be warm and inviting. Now, there's always a level of ambiguity, right? You are none of us are mind readers. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be a lot simpler. So if you are on the fence about it, and you don't know, but you're, you really want to kiss her in that moment, you know, this, a lot of men are like, well, I don't want to ask for permission, right? That, that doesn't make me look masculine. It's not necessarily the asking for permission, but instead you can say, I really want to kiss you right now, right? That's still speaking from your desires versus going, can I kiss you right now? And it still allows her to say like, oh, that's so sweet, but maybe on the next date or, um, yeah, I, I want to kiss you too, right? So either way, it gives her the opening to say what she's comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What happens when the woman ghosts this man? Uh -oh. This seems to be a common yeah. problem at the moment. 
for a lot of men. Sure. It's going on yeah. There. Well, in both men and women, I think our society has become very avoidant of uncomfortable feelings with especially with the internet and with the way that connections can be so like like a drive-by right like you connect with people and it's like you just go through and you connect with so many people whether it be actual dating or just in your day-to-day lives right connections move very quickly with our technology and so uh, unfortunately we also are in a society that doesn't promote the ability for someone to be with uncomfortable feelings and to have uncomfortable conversations, right? We aren't necessarily taught how to do that growing up, um, depending on how we were raised. And you don't always have role models for it. And so when somebody feels really uncomfortable about conflict or confrontation or letting somebody down, they can avoid the conversation altogether. And when that happens, you can see that as almost a a blessing to you because to be in a healthy relationship, you will have to have uncomfortable conversations. You will have moments of conflict. That doesn't mean fighting, doesn't mean drama, right? But you will have points of contention between the two of you that you will have to talk through. And if you don't have the ability to face uncomfortable feelings, then it's going to be really, really hard to actually have the level of intimacy that, you know, I know a lot of people listening to this desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with somebody ghosting you, they're usually, they avoid their own uncomfortable feelings about themselves a lot of the times too. Um, And so it can show a level of emotional maturity. Um, You know, I, I wouldn't want to blanket that to anybody who ghosts, you know, sometimes you just don't know what happened. Right. And but it can be a sign that somebody is not doesn't allow themselves to own their entire emotional experience as a human, but rather they want to only be with the positive. I don't like to put positive and negative to it, but the comfortable emotions, right? Yeah. The ones we really love, the happiness, the joy, the excitement. Right? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just uh, it's the unknown, isn't it? When mm. they're being ghosted. Was it something I did? Yeah. Did I did I say something wrong? Did I uh, approach mm-hmm. her in a inappropriate way? Did I did I fuck something up? And yeah, realistically, it's it's most likely a reflection of. Again, we're speaking about women here. I know men men do as well, but yeah. it's it's a reflection of her own difficulties of processing her, processing her, as you said, uncomfortable feelings or emotions. Um, and yeah, it is a it's a blessing, not just in the sense of. But this person would not be a would not be the right person to pursue a relationship with in any way. But it also mm-hmm. frees up time, energy, and space mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. to find someone mm-hmm. who is perhaps emotionally prepared and ready to take on a new relationship if yes. that's what you're after. So Yes. If you choose to release that emotional time and energy. I see a lot of men who get stuck in the spiral of what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And you have to remember someone else's experience of you as a projection of their own stories. Yeah. So you only get to control so much of her experience with you because she has her own stories, her own limiting beliefs. And depending on what those are for her and her level of awareness around them, her projection of those onto you can create a different um, feeling than, than what you were hoping she would feel. But then again, Maybe the man did do something wrong. 
Maybe. He has has to take responsibility (laughs) and ownership for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So sort of to ask you that question, what are some of the common fuck-ups that men create (laughs) in in these dating or relationship scenarios that may cause a woman to ghost him or simply to dump him? Sure. Sure. You know, not initiating on the date at all right not asking her questions um initiating i don't mean just like physical touch because i know we were just talking about that this is initiating the dating process with her so if you're not stepping into a leadership role in that and she ends up asking you all the questions or maybe she just ends up talking about herself the whole time because you're not adding to the conversation she may not feel that romantic connection with you because She's been on a date with herself at that point. Um, You know, anything that you might say that's just condescending, right? Or rude. I mean, those are kind of obvious things. But, you know, if you are, if she notices that you aren't kind to the people around you, right? If you're nice to her, but not nice to the rest of the people around you, that might be a reason why she's like, this isn't a safe space to be. This isn't consistent, right? So women are very sensitive to consistency. And they want to see that there's consistency in you and like consistent behavior. So if you treat her one way and treat other people another way, she's going to sense that. She might not know what it is. Um, She might just be like, wow, he seems like he's not nice to the people, you know, serving us. But what it really is, is consistency, right? So it's that feeling of you're nice to the people you want something from. Um, You know, other things that can happen on the date is if you... um, talk about yourself the whole time, right? And don't ask her questions just in the same way that if she's talking about herself all the time, there's an imbalance there. Um, You know, I would say there are definitely like nuances to this because everybody is looking for the person who fits them, right? So she notices that there's um, inconsistencies between her values and yours and what you both are looking for, or she gets a sense that, um, you might not be genuine in in your pursuit, right? Or you have ulterior motives. She might ghost because of that as well, too, where she's like, I don't know that I even want to engage with this right now. If she felt um, disrespected in any way, like I said, if you were rude or condescending in any way. Um, it can also just be if she felt like she was just across the table with somebody who wasn't really in- engaging at all in the date and who wasn't feeling confident in himself um, to do that. And some women can recognize that as a lack of confidence. And hopefully she, you know, sends you a text and was like, it was so great meeting you. You're so great. But I just didn't feel that romantic connection, right? That's usually what happens. Um, if you're trying to please her the whole time, you're trying to impress her the whole time, then she doesn't feel that romantic connection because it feels like you've now put her, like you called it on a pedestal. And, you know, she wants to feel like you feel like her equal, you know, not necessarily like equality, like I'm not getting into gender equality here. I'm talking about like two people across the table who can have a conversation at a a similar level, right? That you were able to take things a little bit deeper with her or also have the discernment to not go too far in the conversation as well, too. Oversharing is another reason why she may have ghosted you um, or why she just says there's no romantic connection. If she sees that you don't have any regulation around or discernment around who you share your experiences with, she doesn't feel special, right? She doesn't 
you might only open up to a woman that you're really interested in, but she doesn't know that. She might think that you're doing that on every single date and that you're just wanting your dates to be therapists or to, you know, um, or therapy sessions versus actually getting to know her. Um, so, you know, oversharing, it's always important to ask yourself, am I truly trying to connect with her or am I trying to throw it all out there so I'm rejected sooner than later? Because a lot of men have that fear around being rejected later on because they feel like they've gotten really intense feelings for somebody and then we're let down. So they're like, okay, well, I'm going to tell this woman all the things that the other woman didn't like about me to see if she'll actually like those things about me or not. Mm-hmm. But I like that. it's too soon for her to tell. So yeah, those are some things for sure that can either, you know, create a ghosting scenario and or just with a woman who is more communicative for her to say, you know, I just didn't really feel that romantic connection. Yeah. For a lot of men, they're afraid to go all in. And I made this, mm-hmm. I made this point last week. I was given a, a couple of tips or some truths about women and relationships. And one of them was that I feel that many men are actually not afraid of rejection. They're afraid of what may happen if she was to accept you. Mm-hmm. And you're having to go all in on this relationship with this woman, which sure. comes with a massive risk. So mm-hmm. I feel many men jeopardize that in themselves, maybe mm-hmm. on a conscious or a subconscious level in terms of withdrawing from the woman, in terms of sure. their their language, their energy, and mm-hmm. they've missed potentially an unbelievable opportunity for someone special in their life. Is mm-hmm. this something that you've come across? what the men you work with? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think that's sort of pulling away as such. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to clarify, you're talking about when they notice that the relationship is progressing forward, this woman's actually interested in them and they start to withdraw. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So this can come from a lot of different scenarios, but Um, one of the main reasons why this can happen is if you have more avoidant tendencies, right? So if you look through the lens of attachment theory, attachment styles, what can happen is if there's a fear of intimacy, right? A fear of getting too close to somebody or being engulfed, meaning completely losing your freedom, then you can consciously desire a partnership and continue to subconsciously fear it. And your subconscious always wins. Our subconscious is there to protect us, right? That's how our brain is literally like, this is how we stay safe are all of these different things that we do. And subconsciously, what can happen is by feeling someone get closer, it's triggering parts of you that are fearful of what that means, right? So this can be linked back as far to your caregivers and the way that you were raised and how you experienced love when you were growing up and what that love means to you. So yeah, absolutely, that can happen. And what happens is you're really into the woman and then she leans in and you start to take on all of the sense of responsibility right? Oh my gosh, she actually likes me. This could lead to a relationship. Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to let her down? Am I going to hurt her? Am I going to meet her expectations? Am I going to meet my expectations? Is she going to meet my expectations? Right? So all of these thoughts start to come up and you get way ahead of yourself, just like someone with more of anxious tendencies can get way ahead of themselves of, will this person leave me? What somebody with more avoidant tendencies can ask themselves, oh my gosh, is this actually right? Is this actually going to work out? And the two can rotate between each other as well too but the desire for space comes from more of that avoided tendency where you fear 
being too close to somebody because you think it means that you're not going to actually be in control of your own reality anymore. That every decision you make is going to be more for the other person than for yourself. But that's your own internal boundary that you need to create, right? She's not necessarily asking you to do that. That's a story that you have. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to identify what are those stories that you have? Where did they come from? And be able to actually heal that versus trying to recreate the same situation to prove yourself that you can do it differently this time because that discomfort that you're feeling is not going to go away until you truly like get to a place of understanding it and acceptance to be able to transcend it. Yeah. Are you, would you agree that it's important to establish a healthy relationship with yourself before you pursue with a relationship with someone else? Or sure. is that something you can grow together or mm -hmm. go through together with, with a mm -hmm. woman? Sure. Or both? Well, we're never finished products, right? We're always works in progress. Mm -hmm. So waiting to be a finished pro project, right? Even treating yourself like a project first and foremost is not what this is work is about. But if you're trying to be a finished product, right? By the time I have a certain body type, by the time I reach a certain income level, by the time I know this much about myself, by the time I feel this secure within myself, by the time I, then I could finally get the woman that I want. But what happens is we actually stunt our growth and we stunt our ability to experience that growth because relationships are our mirrors and dating and putting yourself out there is going to allow you to learn things about yourself that you don't learn when you're in your own little single bubble bubble, right? That's very protected. The triggers that come in and out of your life when it's just you, sure, you might have family that triggers you, you might have work that triggers you in certain ways and you can work through those things. But the woman you're meant to be with, right? If you believe that or the woman that you are do end up with is going to trigger different things in you. And so what's important is before getting into a relationship is to identify what type of relationship do I want and with what type of woman and then making sure you're an energetic match for that. Meaning if you want a woman who's going to be self-aware, who's going to be able to communicate with you, who's going to want to work through things with you, who's going to want to listen to you and understand your needs and respect them as well too, you have to do that for yourself first. You have to learn how to communicate not only with other people, but with yourself, right? If you're talking to yourself really horribly, then if you have a woman who talks to you that same way, it's going to feel familiar. And you might end up making excuses for it or believing it even. You know, so communicating with yourself, being emotionally available for yourself, allowing those uncomfortable feelings, growing from them and evolving from them, right? They're there to teach you something that's going to allow you to then be able to have like healthy conflict in relationship as well, too, and talk through those moments. But if you don't do the basics first of getting the clarity of who you are, what you want, and also understanding your own emotional like triggers and your own stories and limiting beliefs that you have, then you are more likely than not going to keep attracting women who are trying like who have certain behaviors patterns to bring those triggers back up until you finally heal. Mm -hmm. So you will continue to relive the same dating patterns. And therefore, you won't have that relationship that really fulfills you, you might find one, but it may or may not actually enhance your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. The reason I asked the question is that I feel there's a lot of men who listen to this, a lot of men who follow my content, who are starting on their own 
personal growth journey at mm-hmm. quite a later stage of their life, maybe in their 30s or potentially in their 40s. These men are married with kids mm-hmm. and they attracted their wife, their woman, um, at a time in their life where they hadn't processed their trauma or their internal pain. Mm-hmm. So their their frequency was quite low and sure. they're beginning to raise the frequency. But as they raise their frequency, they're beginning to become disconnected from their wife or from their woman right and potentially detached from her completely so Mm. have you experienced this or how can a man negotiate that with his wife to potentially maintain the relationship or if she's not willing to go with them on that journey is it time to let go of her completely well i think letting go of something as committed as a marriage or a long-term relationship is something that you have to decide for yourself on what to do, right? Because you have to first learn how to trust yourself and your gut, right? So I work with my clients. I will give them direction when needed. If I see something (laughs) happening that needs direction. Um, But the main thing that I do is I teach them how to trust themselves and how to listen to that inner voice and how to be able to navigate those situations and and be confident in their decision making. And so in order to get to that place, though, especially in something like a marriage, you know, I'm, I'm not married. (laughs) So um, but there is, um, there's a level of complexity there where you, you want to do everything you can to possibly to invite that person into your level of growth and to where you are. And it's important as you do this, though, to release responsibility and not take ownership for their healing, right? You can't take responsibility for their healing. That is not going to lead to the relationship that you want, ultimately. What you can do is guide that person into the opportunities to heal, right? Talking about your own experience, what you've been going through, how much you would love to share that with her. You know, and it's up to her then to decide if she wants to meet you there or what it looks like for her. And, you know, if you are in a relationship that doesn't feel good, it's and it's creating a lot of stress in your life. You know, that is it's something to take into consideration and to communicate through that and to make sure that you have a partner who's going to listen to you in the same way that you want to listen and understand her. Right. A lot of the times when we're in relationship, we don't hear each other. We hear what we want to hear, and then we forget we're on the same team. And we continue to act as if we either win or we lose as individuals. And so it's important that you do everything you can to get on that same team and to remember that you you both want this, right? You both want to be in the relationship, and it's about making it um, cohesive for both of you. You know, I I would say there's caveats to this, of course, if there's um, any sort of like uh, emotional or physical abuse, right? I mean, that's something that you definitely want to take up with a trained professional around as well, too, to understand um, what's going on in that situation and the best way to navigate it. So, um, you know, something like that. I'm not a clinical psychologist or therapist, so I would definitely recommend if that's something you're going through to seek out help and in that regard to understand what is happening there for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
we're getting pretty deep here. <laughs> Just I know. <laughs> I can go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff. I, I think we missed a couple of steps though. So we were we were dating, and then we all of a sudden we're we're talking about uh, a marriage breakup. So <laughs> uh, let's go back. Well, I wanted to, to caveat it because I yeah. think no, it is important. It's yeah. Really important to to recognize that when you're married to somebody, it's a, a different level of complexity as dating, right? When you're dating, you want to understand how to qualify somebody for a great partnership. Mm. When you're in a committed relationship or a marriage, it's it's a different ballgame. Do you see a massive difference between the men that you work with, those who've been married and those who haven't gone through that process mm. yet mm -hmm. in terms of their approach with dating and relationships now at this stage of their life? Sure, sure. Um, yes and no. Um, of course, men who have never been married and or have never had children and want a family, you know, have very different goals in dating as somebody who has maybe gone through a divorce and now they're trying to figure out dating and want to understand what they want. And they're re um, they're getting to know themselves again. And they're getting to know what their desires are, because maybe they didn't take ownership of their desires in their marriage. Um, you know, there's similarities between the two for sure when it comes to attachment styles, right? Or attachment tendencies. You know, usually what can happen though is a ending of a relationship, whether it be marriage or something else, will it either exacerbate our current attachment tendencies and, and create a lot stronger of an emotional response to them, or it can even change them and alter them in different ways. You know, what I see a lot of the times with men who have been in long-term relationships or marriages is sometimes they can appear to have avoidant tendencies, but in reality, they're avoiding the, um, the more like anxious feelings, the feelings of being really attached to somebody of getting hurt again by not dating. So, you know, a lot of the times they will take themselves out, right. And they, they don't want to put themselves back out there because they might not trust themselves. They might not trust women. Etc. Now, for men who have never been in a long-term relationship, right? A lot of the um, hesitancy can be from, "What does that even look like? What does that feel like?" You know, and so there can be some fears of getting it right or doing it wrong, and then they build it up so much because there's been so much time that then they hold themselves back from even experiencing what it is that they need to experience to become confident in that. Right. So it all for anybody, whether it be if you've been in a long term relationship, marriage or not, is looking at those thoughts and understanding what thoughts are truly holding you back from going after what you want and getting clarity over what that want is and why. Right. Are you seeking approval or are you desiring connection? Mm -hmm. So, as you mentioned before, when it comes to dating, men do have interior motives and mm -hmm. will want to bring it. To the bedroom usually okay. we'll want to bring to the bedroom before the woman does how do you negotiate that mm. in a healthy mm. way well a lot of the times in relationships it can be rare for both people to have the same timelines when it comes to physical intimacy to commitment and it comes down to communication around it but a hundred percent whoever is the person who is not ready for physical intimacy that is the boundary right? That is their body and their choice. And what's important to recognize is a lot of women or a lot of people don't always want to engage in sex or having physical intimacy until they feel safe, 
And if she doesn't feel like she truly knows you or that you haven't been consistent or you're not communicating with her or you're not opening up yourself, then an emotionally available woman is not going to feel safe having that level of intimacy with you, right? That's a very vulnerable place to put yourself in, especially as a woman. And, you know, on another, the flip side, though, if a woman is using her sexuality in order to create more connection with you, right, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, that's also something to keep in mind. So for yourself, if you are looking for a long term committed relationship, you may also want to consider at what point do you feel comfortable engaging in that with her, right? And, and what does that look like to you and defining that for yourself? So, you know, when anybody is using physical intimacy for their own, you know, to either avoid emotional intimacy or um, just because that's their one priority, right? You want to make sure that you are have aligned values when it comes to physical intimacy with someone before partaking in it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another important thing to remember is with attachment theory and attachment styles, if someone has a very intense anxious attachment style or anxious tendencies, then engaging in physical intimacy can exacerbate those feelings. And so what that can do is like, let's say a woman you're dating has more anxious tendencies and she's great. She's open. She has so much. She has such a big heart, right? She's just like there. And then you guys sleep together and all of a sudden she wants more of your time. She wants more of your attention. Maybe she's not even saying anything, but you can feel it. Like you feel her focus on you and you're like, oh my gosh, she's so into me now. I, what did I do? That is because women release hormones that actually bond them to the man during sex. So the same hormones they release during childbirth. So women then try to find safety from that by wanting more closeness, by wanting stability, maybe wanting to define the relationship. So if you're not ready for that, if you don't feel that that bond with her yet, then it may not be time for you to do that. It can also be similarly where men actually, they have a hormonal response that makes them want to disengage after physical intimacy. And if you don't have a bond with a woman, and let's say you even have more avoidant tendencies, you might start to pick out little flaws in her and question all the things that maybe it wouldn't work out because of um, maybe even compare her to an ex or other women, right? That's like the phantom ex sort of theory. And um, so it's important that you have gotten to a secure place with her where you know there's that emotional bond. And so you can process those feelings. And maybe even communicate them to her of just saying like, hey, I just I need a little little space today. You know, I, I'll talk to you tonight and take that time to recenter yourself to be able to come back into the relationship. Um, now, if you do want to engage in more casual intimacy, it's important to be upfront about that. So if that's what you're looking for, then you want to look for somebody who's also looking for that as well, too. And with online dating, it makes it a lot easier people check the box <laughs> oh, that was my next question you just opened it up there for me it was uh, oh, perfect because as you mentioned people often use physical connection to avoid emotional connection and that was the first sure. thing that came to mind is that is that what's happening with the hookup culture mm, maybe you know i think there's people are slower to commit right now 
in our society, we have a lot of options. We have more options than we've ever had with online dating, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time, right? You're able to have a wider pool of people you can meet. And so you meet people you wouldn't otherwise. And it allows you to, you know, be able to find that emotionally available, healthy partner that you desire, that you feel good with, that you're attracted to. But at the same time, it also creates, right, like swipe culture or what I like to call like shiny object syndrome, where it's like, oh, but maybe I could get better, but maybe I could get better, but maybe I could get better. And so it's important for yourself to ask yourself the tough questions or ask somebody who asks you the tough questions to identify if that's truly if you are really wanting casual or are you fearing the level of intimacy that comes with something that's a little bit more serious or committed. So, you know, I, I think it depends on age as well, too. You know, at a certain point, you're still figuring yourself out. Um, although I would say, you know, I've seen so many like younger generations now start to develop their own to to engage in personal development a lot earlier and it's like so amazing to see and really exciting but you know i i would say that of course there are are some times where people use physical intimacy to to avoid emotional intimacy but that is definitely something that if you're like hearing this and you're like oh uh, maybe i don't know no it's not me <laughs> like you want to push it away and it might be a question you would truly want to ask yourself and it's okay right it's okay to just be honest with yourself in that moment and um, not feel the pressure to judge yourself around it. Mm. What you have something to say to that? <laughs> I I posted recently about the hookup culture, three reasons sure. why it's creating difficulties in man's life, and mm, I think there's mm -hmm. there's more than three reasons, but it was the the three that uh, came to my, my mind first. Well, the, the sexual energy is is number one, but. Sure you know, your sexual energy is the most powerful energy you have. And that can be used mm. to cultivate something of significance in your life, but instead you're wasting it on your next Tinder hookup date. And it becomes a, a very isolated and lonely place to be because ultimately mm. you may be seeking that company or that physical connection to, as you put it earlier, to numb the emotional pain that you feel from an early age. Okay. And at the same time, you're avoiding that deep level, deep level connection, because as I mentioned earlier, it's not that you're afraid of the connection or the rejection, but it's afraid to be accepted by this person. And mm. that's a lot more mm -hmm. frightening for men than the potential rejection. And of course, then there's the, there's the ego at play and the pride of an endless pursuit to sleep with as many women as possible so that you can feel sure. good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's again, an empty pursuit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know there's uh, teenagers and there's men in their <laughs> early twenties thinking, fuck off Gavin, I'm having great fun here. But as you, <laughs> as you, as you mentioned, there's a lot of young men as well who are getting on the personal development journey at an earlier age and in my opinion will avoid a lot of these mistakes um in later life so mm. it's a it's a difficult one to sort of truly understand but as i see it there's 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 more loss than gain from sure. these continual hookups and ultimately you 
could potentially lose yourself because as I said, it's an endless pursuit to numb a pain or an endless pursuit just to feel good about mm-hmm. yourself that mm-hmm. you're able to attract a certain woman and you're just chasing and chasing and chasing like a dog chasing the wheel yeah. of the car and never catches it. But if he did get his teeth stuck into it, it would completely fuck him up. So, um, and that happens sometimes. Men do get into yeah. a lot of problems and trouble whenever there is sex involved with strangers. So, yeah. Well, it's always yeah. disempowering if you're making decisions that abandon yourself, right? So, always ask yourself before any decision in dating is this going to strengthen or weaken my relationship with myself? Am I going to respect myself more or less? Truly, right? It might feel good to be like, yeah, like, I got her and I got her and I got her. But when you sit with yourself at the end of the night, what does it actually feel like to have this lifestyle? And if you feel like it's not strengthening your relationship with yourself or what it is that you truly want, happiness, peace, serenity, love, acceptance, abundance, then that's important to acknowledge and to recognize for any decisions that you're making in dating. Yeah, you've got a much nicer way to put it than I do. (laughs) stop fucking up man stop fucking and stop fucking um be nice to yourself you know check in with yourself yeah yeah that's good that's the that's 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 the balance we need yeah yes no and i think it is true like it's important to be direct about okay these are some things that are not helping you in life right you've identified that you are not where you want to be let's look at why you're not there right but there's so much out there where i feel like men feel so much shame sometimes around this and feel so much shame in general that it's so important to me to to like let them know that it's okay to be nice to yourself right like you can accomplish what you want to accomplish and maybe even more when you start talking to yourself in a better way right it doesn't mean you're not straight with yourself like honest with yourself you don't need to beat yourself up over it, right? That's why a lot of the times we get into relationships with people who talk to us the way we talk to ourselves. And so it's a, it's just important to me, like in my own message that I put out there and I want men to be able to embrace the fact that it's, it's actually strength to be able to be nice to yourself, right? You don't need to beat yourself up to know that you're strong enough to overcome your own like self-destruction as well too. Yeah, self-compassion. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough for a lot of men. Self compassion. It is. Because if all, all they've ever had was self criticism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. So yes. So important though, yeah. And uh, you will avoid so many mistakes uh, by being a bit more compassionate about yourself. And mm-hmm. you will also understand that you deserve better when you're compassionate. You'll just understand that you may need help as well. And you'd be more likely to reach out for someone if mm-hmm. you are struggling because you know that you deserve much more than this and if these good men want to reach out to you emily where yeah. can they find you tell us all absolutely um it's at emily freeman coaching plus instagram tiktok facebook um so would love for you to follow instagram is where i'm definitely most active um you can also join my private community so i'm sure it'll be linked in the show notes where um, you can join my free Facebook group with a whole bunch of other like-minded men. Um, you can also find me at emilyfreemancoaching.com. 
and super excited to welcome men who want to work with me in a multiple of different ways. Um, so if this does call to you, then you can just use the link in my bio, um, in my Instagram to learn more.